You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Oh, Frederick, are you all right? Yes. Would you excuse me for one minute, dear? Of course, Doctor. Igor? May I speak to you for a moment? Of course. Sit down, won't you? Thank you. No, no, up here. Thank you. Now, that brain that you gave me, was it Hans Delbrooks? No. Ah. Good. Uh... Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. Welcome to the Awkward High Five podcast. Awkward High Five uh, at gmail.com is the email address. I'm Devin. And I am Richie. Are you having problems with your headphones? I just got one ear going. Really? That's weird. It doesn't matter. The other ear is deaf anyway. Are you sure? Yeah, it's cool. You could do that cool thing that people do in the studio where they put one one ear on and one ear off. Like... Uh, like when you see singers of rock bands mm-hmm. rocking out and they hold one one on and one off. All right, I'm going cool today. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so you could get the room sound. I don't know if that really makes much of a difference because I, I was I was a singer in a band and I recorded albums. You were there for most of them, mm-hmm. for all of them. And um, and I did do that. But I only did that because I that's what I saw people do. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know if it works or not, but I don't know. I think people do that to like talk to the public while they got their headphone on. I think it's more. I think it's so that you could um, you could hear uh, your through the headphones, but then you could also hear your voice like in the room, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I don't want to hear either because my voice. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, listening back now that we've been doing this podcast, it's always been it's always been a uh, a, a weird thing to like it, listening to myself singing. You know what I mean? Like, but that's kind of different because because you hear you're kind of putting on a voice anyway when you're singing. You know what I mean? Well, most people are not really making like a fake voice, like not doing like the Billy Joe all of a sudden I'm from England kind of thing. But like, you know, like it's it's you're 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 projecting your voice. So it kind of changes. So you could kind of pretend that somebody else. But when you listen to yourself talk and I've been listening to that a lot lately because I've been prepping these episodes to finally put them up. It's uh, the first the first few minutes is always kind of like, oh, God, do I sound like that shit? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's very, very, very weird. So speaking of that, um, we are slowly but surely getting this thing up and rocking. Um, There is uh, I put 
all of the previous 10 episodes are now up on our SoundCloud. And now for anybody at home, that doesn't really mean anything because if you're listening to this already, you've probably found it through there. But at this point right now, we're, uh, we're, we're on SoundCloud and we are waiting for iTunes to approve us, which who knows? We'll see if that happens or not, because there is some <laughs> there's some material on here. I don't know. And then I also... Um, oh, why? Uh, did they edit? No, they don't edit. But what they do is they... Uh, what they do is they, um, they... They actually have people on staff that listen to the podcast. I don't know if they do it... I don't know if they do it for every single one or not. You know, I, I really don't know. But they have real people that listen to it and, and listen for like uh, like things like... If you don't, if you didn't say that it was explicit language, and there is explicit language, if there's copyrighted okay. material and stuff like that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So since we kind of teeter the line of some copyrighted material in here, I'm hoping that that's not a problem. And uh, what do they check to see if it offends anybody? Now, no, I don't. I don't think that because as long as you say there's explicit uh, language, then you could say whatever the fuck you fucking Good. fucking want. So, Good. Yeah. But the iTunes is uh, the iTunes is is on the way. SoundCloud is up and running. Um, soundcloud.com backslash awkward high five all 10 episodes that we've done so far on there um and uh and then the website if you go to the website right now and anybody listening to this probably um anybody uh listening to this probably uh isn't i'm sorry i got a text <laughs> knock me off fucking thing <laughs> it has already it does already know it already knows this and, and, and this is in the past or whatever but um but our website is under construction. If you go to the website, which is awkwardhighfive.com right now, it just says coming soon, and it, and, it, and it sends you to our SoundCloud site. But slowly but surely, everything's getting up. And um, I, gave, I gave the sneak preview to a few of our friends and asked them to, uh, nice, to, nice. to give us opinions. Our one friend, Tom, who is our close friend, um, he's basically run through all of them already. He texted me before. He's like, I've been listening all day at work. And I was like, what episode are you on? And he was like, nine. What do you think about it? Um, well, you know, it's hard to tell with friends, you know, it, a better, a better, uh, test group would be people that you don't know because mm-hmm. no one's going to be, you know, if they don't like it, no one's going to actually say that, you know? Yeah. Friends are going to be nice. And Tom was texting me and he was giving me, uh, what he called constructive cr- criticism, mm-hmm. but it was kind of on the nice side. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the rapport is good and blah, 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 you know, and you guys sound good with each other. And, uh, but? is there a, but he said, it sounds very professional. Oh. Um, which is which is good, I guess. I didn't think that would go into our repertoire. Yeah, well, it gets better as the episodes go on. Now, since I've been listening to this, I, the first two episodes, there's like clipping going on, and, and it's like it's not EQ'd very well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, it's it's a fucking work in progress. Well, uh, you're a genius with these machines now, so that's always a good thing. I am learning. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd put myself at uh, Val Kilmer real genius level well, or not. Now, I know how to use a microphone, a headphone, and when I go home, I cook food in the microwave. So. <laughs> I'm moving up there. <laughs> you, you, you are. You're really good at those science ovens. I'm going to give you that. I'm getting up. There like there. if I hand you a bag of popcorn and say put this in the microwave, you fucking hit that popcorn button like there is no tomorrow. Easy, easy. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I am basically sitting here doing all the fucking work, and you're sitting at home just chilling. <laughs> out. I can't tell you how many um, uh, things that I fucking edited, and we now have a um, we now have an intro and an outro. Which is nice. I know you haven't heard it yet, and you're not going to hear it right now. But uh, oh, better than that stupid song that you play of mine. No, 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 no. That's still our out song. Damn. I'm talking about like bookends, intro, and outros. Oh, okay. So basically, it's it's like a it's um. I tried to recreate, and I don't know if it's creative or whatever. It doesn't matter. But I tried to cre- recreate those old Disney uh, um like record 
read along books when it's like, and you could turn the page when you hear the chimes sound like this, blah, 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 you know? Oh, okay. And uh, I thought we were thinking more, uh, you know, Henry Mancini, Elephant Walk. Baby Elephant Walk? Yeah. Well, no, it's not music. It's it's, oh, okay. it's tags on either side of... Um, I know this isn't a microwave, so stick with me. Here. I'm sticking. I'm sticking. But so it's 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 coming on in the beginning of the. If you're listening to this episode right now, you've already heard it. It's a. It sounds like a record player, and then a woman comes on and says, "You're listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. You can follow along in your book. Feel free to turn the page when it chimes or whatever." I used to love those things. I know. That's why I put it on. And then at the end, it says, "Thank you for listening to the uh, Awkward High Five podcast. Um, you know, uh, for more episodes, go to awkwardhighfivepodcast.com. It's pretty professional stuff, I think. Very nice. You got a voiceover artist to make it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So yeah, we're coming along. We're actually becoming like a. A real deal thing. My brother listened to a couple episodes. He gave me a little feedback. Uh, he said that it sucks that nobody could call in live, but I mean, whatever. It's a podcast. Yeah. And he said that uh, he said that we are uh, mo- we are much more funny when we're riffing. What does Which, riff mean? Well, <laughs> you know, like just off the cuff talking to each other. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's the whole. I don't think there's ever been one point in this whole podcast that we weren't off the cuff riffing. Yeah, seriously. So I don't know. All right. Well, one day, you know, we'll set up these mics and we'll just riff away. I mean, I think we're riffing right now. We didn't, are we riffing? We we had a conversation before I hit record, and and the conversation went like this: "What are we going to talk about?" And you said, "I don't know," and I said, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> and then I and in my haste to go watch the World Series, I hit record. Okay. So uh so we're going to be talking like the micro machines guy so well that's not going to make watch. that's not going to make time go <laughs> quicker oh shit i thought the actually it was been faster and if, then... <laughs> if we were going to talk like the micro machine guy then we would actually have to fill more content because we'd be talking really quick sure, in the hour yeah, yeah so Damn. um Fucking i forgot all about that micro machines guy yeah, well, that, imagine that. That is that is that dude's whole gig. He was just a fast talker guy, and then all of a sudden he got um, commercials for this toy, this like crazy toy in the eighties, and probably made a lot AKA of AKA best video game ever. ever made. Right, we've touched on that mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, uh, just talking fast like that made him was his career. It's very weird. I wonder if he was like an auctioneer or something like that. I wonder now that he's old if he's probably like micro machines <laughs> like he's like i will not they're like come on like his grandparents his grandkids are like talk fast grandpa and he's like i will not talk fast <laughs> he ran out of all the speed i spent all my life talking fast i'm gonna enjoy my old age talking <laughs> very slow all my life buying crystal meth and it's gonna stop now <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Who knows yeah. if that dude's even alive anymore? Yeah, seriously. He had like a—I can picture him though. Didn't he have like a mustache? He did have he a had, mustache. like the Keith Hernandez going on mm-hmm. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. My Christine. Yeah. Uh, way too quick. Way too quick to understand that man. It's well, thinking back at it from a marketing point of view, I don't know if that makes much sense to, uh, you know, like why would you ever put somebody in your commercials that's just going to burn through words and that people aren't going to understand? Especially about little cars. What the hell does that have to do that with it? Very weird. Uh, you know, um, remember at the end of commercials, they used to have that thing, though, where like they did it on the radio a lot where uh, they would read all the um, like all all the legal stuff really quick at the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So he's probably like one of those dudes. Oh, yeah. No doubt. OK. One minute on the Micro Machines guy. We're really, really <laughs> kicking it here. And we're going to bring it back to uh, microwaves. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you love microwaves. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You. OK. So um uh, I wanted to, I've been listening to these podcasts because like I said, I've been editing them and, and cleaning them up and everything and putting them up. 
And um, you said something the other day. It might have even been the last one we did or two ones we did ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I listened to it. I've heard it a couple times through listening to it, and it bothers the hell out of me. What is it? You we were talking about children's names. Okay. And you said that people are naming their children after Jacks from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Is that true? Do you have proof of that? I don't have dead proof of it, but I've I've noticed a lot of young Jacks oh out there. Oh, my God. Because every time I hear you even say that on this podcast, I get the worst douche chills yeah. on the face of the planet. Like, yeah. please, please, I implore you, anybody listening at home, if you have a child and you think it's cool to name him Jacks after that stupid motorcycle show, please do not, because you will not know the error of your ways until 20 years from now. Oh, my God. You just made millions cry out there. Uh, or are the people listening, you've made tens of people look, cry out there. <laughs> yeah. I watched, I watched Sons of Anarchy. I came to it late. Um, uh, I, you know, people told me about it. My old roommate actually, um, from like years ago when it first started was watching it and he said it was okay. Did you like it? Um, uh, here's the thing. I liked it from a story, storytelling point of view. It, right. it, it was, it was cool. It's, it, you know, it, it could be related to any, so it's like a mob fucking, uh, show, but on motorcycles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the people that, um, watch that show and, and then think that, uh, it's a real fucking gang you know what i mean like like i see dudes like uh when i was working in the city i would see dudes come in with like wearing sons of anarchy cuts like actual like you know what i mean or at least like hoodies and shit like what that. was their uh what was their mc called i forget i know like sam crow but i don't know what, what sam crow was i always picture like the actual crow named sam <laughs> whoa check this out sorry not to not to no, cut no, 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 in no. on the very interesting wanna, sons of anarchy fucking dialogue they're having know, but know. i just got an email Dear podcast owner, your podcast located blah, blah, blah has been approved. You should expect to see it on iTunes store within the next few hours when it's available. You're, you'll be able to blah, blah, blah. We just got approved on iTunes. All right, cool. All right. So everybody listening real time right now. Uh, well, you know, what's happening right now mm-hmm. um, is we, we're going to. That's very cool. So, so as of Friday, the 29th. Today is the 30th. Today's the really it's mischief night. It's mischief night. Tomorrow's Halloween. Oh, great. So they're going to toilet paper our podcast. We're we're fucked us. Yeah, I already. If I had a car, there would be baloney all over right right now. Still, my favorite thing of all time: bananas in the tailpipe. No one's ever Mm -hmm. actually put a banana in a tailpipe, though. Yeah, but baloney in the car better than toilet paper, better than eggs, better than anything. Well, we can. Okay, let me before we get back on mission tonight. Let me finish my thing about Sons Anarchy. Okay, here's the deal: they're not a real motorcycle gang. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact. They're a bunch of Juilliard-trained actors. Half of them are probably homosexuals. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's a better thing than being in a, in, a, in a motorcycle gang. It's a very more interesting thing than being in a motorcycle gang. But, like, people, like, look at, like, like uh, Jax was the English guy from Undeclared that drank kegs of beer with fucking... Yeah, that's right, with his flat top. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know if he had a flat top, but he had, like, you know... But, you know, like, uh, it's not real. Stop wearing Sons of Anarchy sweatshirts... Um, Peggy fucking Bundy was on it, it and uh, who looks better in that than she did when she was Peggy Bundy? I don't know if that's true. I mean, she's a little old, but she definitely looks better than she was without Peggy. the red wig and all that stuff. Yeah, no doubt. But if you named your kid Jackson after Jax, aka the English guy from Undeclared, just please. Years from now, you're going to you're going to feel bad about that because you're going to realize it's a fucking TV show and an okay TV show at that. So when people ask you, 
years from now why you named your kid Jackson. Tell him it was after Jackson Pollock or something. I don't know. Just make something up. Yeah, but, you know they're going to make something up. But, oof, man. If, uh, I, that would be like naming your kid Mork back in the 70s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. Or in the 80s, boners to the bone. Yeah, right. Or a- any of those. Like, why would you do that? But it's extra douchey because people because people actually think yeah. that, like feel that that's a real mm. motorcycle game. And probably because chicks idolize that dude. So, I mean, Well, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know his name in real life. Uh, it's Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Or Hunnam. Or okay. Like that. Yeah. Um, Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Um, he's a very attractive guy. Don't get me wrong. Very attractive man. I understand why girls are, are attracted to him. Doesn't mean that he's actually the leader of a motorcycle gang then that uh, makes people meet Mr. Mayhem. It just it's just not true. <laughs> he probably if you're he probably has like more fucking of him in like tights running around on stage videos than than him beating people up in real life. You know what I mean? No like, doubt. No doubt. And again, on Sons of Anarchy, my favorite character of that whole show has to be uh, uh, the, the guy who created it. What is it? Uh, Kurt Sutter created Kurt Sutter, show? who is actually married yeah. to Peggy Bundy in real life. Is he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's the guy who did The Shield. He wrote The Shield. And then he just wrote that uh, that um, Donnie Darko is a boxer movie. I don't know what that was called. But. That dude is awesome. But in uh, in Sons of Anarchy, he's... Um, the guy in Otto, jail. In yeah, jail. Yeah, yeah. Best character of the He whole was the best night. character. The one who, yeah. who bites his own tongue off. Yeah, yeah that's pretty best cool. Best I mean, he always got the short end of the stick. Poor, uh, poor Otto. But I love, love that character, Otto. He's the man. I liked him. Um, I liked uh, the... I, I don't know any names, um, but the... Uh, you know the crazy motorcycle guy who's into trannies and shit. Oh, Tiggs. Yeah, because he was like yeah. the, he was like the comic relief. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, I thought he, he was, was pretty cool. cool. I dug him. I liked the. Um, I, I guess I liked all the comic the guy with guys. no fingers. Yeah, I was just was about hilarious. to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like all the funny guys. And uh, there was one more. Uh, there was one more character I loved. What was his name? Um, give me a sec here. What What did he do? Um, I'm not sure if he was in the gang or not, but. Uh, I don't know. Damn, I'll think of it. What was his? What was his? It doesn't matter what his name is. What was his right, function right, on right, the right. show? I can't. I can't even think of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah, I'll think of it. Very cause, memorable. Because uh, you know he was a great character. I forget. Maybe I was thinking Chucky, but there was a great character in that show. I you know who I did not. I, you know who I didn't like on that show. Um, but I think it was kind of because it was. Uh, I maybe just because I know all his other characters. I know who so it, it is. I know who it is. Who? Opie. Who's Opie? Oh yeah, no. I I mean, he came and went so quickly. I hate that. uh, That um, I I like that that story. See, I'm just making fun of the show. Now we're like getting in depth on it. I like the storyline about how they shot his wife instead of his fucking blah blah and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he he came and uh, he came and went very quickly. As a matter of fact, I think Opie might be. He's not. He might be a small catalyst in the beard resurgence. Because uh, because um, people were always commenting on his beard when that show, mm-hmm. you know, and this was like, what, seven years ago, mm-hmm. six years ago now. And uh, so he might be the tiniest. I don't I don't know if of uh, if any shoegaze kids in Brooklyn were watching Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> but there are some people yeah. out there that probably grew a beard because of, of Opie's character. I always blame Duck Dynasty for the whole beard thing. But uh, I remember what I wanted to say about Sons of Anarchy. The um, not sure if you remember this, but uh, Clay, the original president of Sons of Anarchy, Hellboy, yeah, yeah, um, he would always visit a guy in jail to get advice from him. He was an old, 
uh, MC member that he would get advice from in jail. He had the talk button because he had throat cancer, and he would visit him in jail. He was actually the original president of either the Hells Angels or the Pagans. I don't know. Uh, So he was like a real motorcycle guy? He was a real motorcycle guy, and he was in the show, and he would go visit him in jail, and... He would get advice from him. And I didn't figure that out until way later. You know, of course, I researched it. Of course you did. Yeah. But uh, uh, I thought that was really cool that they threw him in there. What I was going to say, the guy that I didn't like, and, and it reminds me of another thing now, too. The guy that I didn't like is um, uh, Jimmy, the cab driver, you know, grounded for life guy. He was like, he, he for like a season, he played um, some like agent that was after was after them. That's right. That's right. He, he's the one I think who actually ended up killing Otto. Or whatever, right? Uh, he, uh, he, he killed somebody in jail or something like that. Maybe, but uh, that's the guy who Otto killed his sister with the crucifix. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's what it is. So he's like yeah. hell-bent for revenge. Yeah. But I just didn't... And I know that he's done serious work. I've never watched any of them. Like, there was that one um, Terrier show or something like that. He's been... He's got, like, a very a career that kind of bounces around. And I know he's done serious work. I think he's in, like, a movie now. But just knowing him as as the uh, Jimmy the Cab Driver yeah. and then the father from Grounded for Life, watching him be all, like, hell-bent on revenge and serious, like, just took me completely mm-hmm. out of it. And then the... the the worst thing, I think it was the last season, was fucking Marilyn Manson's fucking gizzard neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was hilarious because he just fed juice coke. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure uh, Kurt, what's his name, Kurt, Kurt Sutter. I'm sure in real life, Kurt Sutter is friends with Marilyn Manson. Probably. So that's why, and also Courtney Love. Courtney Love was another horrible thing. In was that. she in that show? Yeah, she played the teacher. Remember when uh when uh Gemma fucking which by the way Gemma horrible fucking name. Um, Gemma came around to pick up the kids and she and she they didn't like get along. It might have been Gemma or no, it might not have been Gemma. It might have been the um. The uh, chick from The Sopranos, who was like the heroin whore, his his oh, original. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, whatever. Anyway, so Courtney Love was there in the last season. All of a sudden, Courtney Love's there, and all of a sudden, Marilyn Manson's there with his fucking turkey neck, and yeah, it was yeah. just very <laughs> it, like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't believe, I can't see Marilyn Manson as like some like hardcore fucking prison murderer guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like he's a fucking, he's, he's like, like, he's too smart for that. Oh, he's he's like fucking Alice Cooper. He's just like a he's like a Broadway play. Yeah. You know what I mean? But seriously though, for the, for those of you out there who don't know, Marilyn Manson is one of the smartest people. If you ever hear him speak, Marilyn Manson is one of the smartest people you'll ever hear speak in your life. Oh, as far as being like a businessman goes, businessman, you know his ideas about life, just you know what he knows about people and music. The man is intelligent. Yeah, he no, really he, he definitely is. You know, and there's and I've always appreciated. Um, the type of dudes who you don't know, they keep their thing up so much that you don't really know who they are in real life. And then sometimes like like uh, stories of them will kind of creep through. Like so you'll hear like, oh, well, you know, actually in real life, uh, Marilyn Manson's kind of like, you know, like pretty straight laced and, and you know what I mean? Like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Or uh, another example is like Andrew W.K., you know what I mean? People say that Andrew WK isn't really like that at all in real life. He doesn't party hard. Yeah, I just no, he doesn't. Uh, really? Well, I, you know, like, but but his, you know, or like just the dirty white t-shirt and jeans and the long hair and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's so ingrained in his character that you don't know, like, you don't know who's right and who's wrong and stuff like that. I always like that ambiguous kind of thing. Yeah, you know? but it, it just makes me wish that he was that hard partier. You know, like, he might be. That's what I'm saying. You don't know. You hear people say that he isn't, but then you don't know because anytime you've ever seen him, even like I've seen him in New York. You know, he owns a club in New York. Does he? Yeah. 
and um and uh, I've seen him on the streets and I know people that have played music at his club and he it's not like he's he's only showing up as Andrew WK on stage he's showing up as Andrew WK anytime he's in public you know what I mean like uh-huh. no matter what so you don't you don't know you know and I'm I'll, sure I'll, the same thing as a Marilyn Manson I'll never forget the first time we saw that video for Party Hard I remember in the beginning it's all slow of him just walking out no he's loosening up he's lacing up his boot lacing up his high top Nikes of mm. course that metalheads wear and he's lacing up his high top Nikes with the band sitting up in the background and we were like, this guy's about to rock. Because anyone who laces up high top Nikes is going to rock. And then, of course, the song kicks in. And, you know, we knew he was going to party hard after that. I actually remember um, that we were in college. Yeah. And I was in my bedroom doing something, like working on my computer, like on a, on a fucking term paper or something. And you were out in the living room. And you mm-hmm. kept going, Dev? dev and i was like what and you're like get in here get in here and i was like what dude i'm, I'm working on something you're like you gotta see this and, and it was before the song it was started. yeah like you knew from the second of the video that it was gonna fucking be awesome oh white high top nikes you know it's going down and then that and then yeah and then party hard kicked in and we we're like all right this yeah. is uh this is the fucking <laughs> shit right now and i never heard his album front to back but i think it's just so hilarious how it's like party hard fuck her hard uh, go to the store hard. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you do. Well, that's why that's why it's like a gimmick thing, but it's a respectable gimmick thing because it's and the songs are good. I've listened to that yeah, album a they few are times. Good. You know, yeah. like uh, it's not my favorite album on the face of the planet, but if you just want to listen to like a good time kind of fucking hang out and party album, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy made a fucking party album. You know, exactly. And then and then the whole the whole uh, the whole thing of like smashing the face with the blood coming down the nose and the, yeah. the dirty clothes and all this shit like image or no image that rocks i saw i saw andrew wk a few times i saw him um once with a full band i saw him a few times I wish but I uh the one time was uh this was back in this had to be 2010 2011 um, there's a thing called Best Friends Day in Richmond, Virginia. Are you familiar with this? No. It's actually really cool. So, so um, there's a group of uh, and, and and forgive me if anybody from Richmond is listening to this, and I know that I'm getting this wrong, but this is my loose interpretation of it from <laughs> from what I gathered. But oh, a long time ago, let's say a decade ago or something, a bunch of friends just started a day in Richmond, Virginia, and it was called Best Friends Day. And they would just do, like, like shit. Like, you know, like, th- they might have been in bands and had shows, but they definitely, like, w- just went to the park and, like, threw a party and all that stuff. And over time, it kind of, like, gained uh, steam and gained steam and gained steam and then became kind of like a festival thing. But not like a festival in the way that, that uh, like, a Lollapalooza or even a lower level of that. Um, just kind of a thing where it's known that today is Best Friends Day. Was there music? Well, here's yeah. Well, well, I don't know in the beginning, but it, it became that. So, so now what happens with Best Friends Day, or at least like five years ago when I was there, was they book shows um, in all different clubs around the area of Richmond, Virginia. And there's not a lot; it's a small town, you know. It's a government town, and um, and uh, they book one big show at the end of the night. So after everybody's partying all day, like Saturday and everything, they go to this big show at the end of the night. And we went there, um, me and a few of my friends went there because the, the, the headlining band was Propagandy, which is our favorite band on the face of the planet. So we traveled to Virginia to go see them. And the, the bill was, um, the first band opening up was Richmond's own Municipal Waste, who, by the way, we know the drummer of. But um, have you ever heard Municipal Waste? I never have, no. 
They're fucking should, awesome. Should I know the drummer or no? It's uh yeah, it's it's um Dave Whitty. Was it Dave Whitty? It's Brian Whitty's older brother. Oh, Whitty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and and um and, and they're just fucking just great thrash mm-hmm. like, you know, and they're from there. And then Andrew is it, is it the same sound as Burnt by the Sun was? Uh no, it's 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 thrashier and it's you know, heavier. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very cool if if you want to listen to a, a very cool band. Um and then Andrew WK, and then Propagandy, right? So this is like already, be, like before we even That's get there, card. this is like yeah. this is fucking awesome. Then we show up in this place, and there's maybe I don't know 300 people there, 400 people there. Like it's not packed at all. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, during Andrew WK's set, we were like on, on people were just running off the stage or on stage, or like. But here's the thing I wanted to say about Andrew WK is um, the last time I had seen him before that was in a bigger venue and he came out with his band and he played all his shit you know what i mean um this time he just showed up with a keyboard with like a workstation (laughs) and we were and we were just like oh man this is gonna suck like he doesn't have a band like what's he gonna do just sing karaoke to his songs and guess what (laughs) he sang karaoke to his songs and it was fucking amazing (laughs) the dude literally just hit play on the keyboard had the had the the track to his songs blast through the pa and just sang through a microphone and everybody lost their fucking mind that's awesome awesome. yeah it was very cool it's one of the coolest shows i've ever been to yeah best friend i i know that i'm sure they're still doing it um there i haven't been there uh since then but uh it, it, you know if there's a band that you like that's playing best friends day i would definitely recommend going there and i just think it's great how it was best friends day and he decided to leave his band at home <laughs> and yeah, play by yeah, himself right. well it's, you know they probably weren't paying that much that's another thing yeah. it's not like it's not sp- that's in the very cool thing about it is it's not corporate sponsored or even very sponsored at all like you know what i mean like i think you know these dudes probably like just get some money up and pay some bands that are willing to come in you know and he parties that hard that he just needs himself <laughs> <laughs> he needs uh, all he needs is nikes and that's it my friend told me a, a story ah, man I, sh- I don't know if i can even do the story justice but something about being at andrew wk's club and uh, his his band was playing there and um they were all uh they were all waiting for the bathroom or something like that and and they and wonder why and there was somebody yeah right <laughs> and there was somebody in- party hard <laughs> And there was somebody in there and they said that andrew wk just came walking in and he's like is somebody in there and they're like yeah we're all waiting so they like waited like in, in Andrew WK was just sitting there and like it was like kind of awkward, like nobody was really talking and everyone's just like kind of tapping their feet and like waiting for whoever's in the bathroom. And finally, Andrew WK, I guess he was like, well, this is my place. I'm going to see what's going on. And he like opened the door and there was just nobody in the bath. Like they're all waiting. You know, have you ever done that before? <laughs> like you think you're waiting for somebody in the bathroom, but there's nobody in there, you know. So they were all just waiting for this bathroom. And then Andrew WK came in and made it very awkward. And then and he was the one to discover that there was nobody in there and kind of like just. I think that's the story. I think Waiting that. hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was uh? What was his other song? There was "Party Hard" and what was the other one? It was uh, "Get Wet" or something like wet. that. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. wet was a goodie. Um, there there was a song about either a girl or sex or whatever that was really good. I forget what it was called, but it was either about a girl or sex or both. I mean, normally, if you're talking about a girl, you're talking about sex, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Unless he jerks off hard. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Whoa, man. So what do you mean for Halloween? I don't know. Are you a Halloween dresser guy? I always have been, if there's a place to go. I've had some goodies in my day. I think one of my best Halloween... This one never gets credit, but I think one of my best Halloween costumes of all time was the Kool-Aid guy. 
even though I looked nothing like the Kool-Aid guy. I don't remember the Kool-Aid guy. What was that? Well, I always find a costume where I have an excuse to carry around booze, okay? and Makes sense. Yeah. Practical. And, uh, the, my, Smart. My, uh, also, my Halloween costumes are always makeshift. So my makeshift... Right. Uh, Poor. My, yeah. My makeshift uh, Kool-Aid guy was a big red bubble jacket. I uh, I wore a white visor upside down to be my lid. You know what I mean? I painted my face to be, you know, rosy, smiley, Kool-Aid guy. And I carried around a giant picture, and I wrote in very good calligraphy Kool-Aid on it. So you get the idea. But it was a big, giant red picture of, you know, alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, of course, whenever I would walk into a room, I'd say, oh, yeah, just to add to the flavor. Got it. But still, I, I think people just thought I was a really... Poorly dressed person carrying around, <laughs> <laughs> carrying around liquor. I remember your Rowdy Roddy Piper um, was good a few years ago, or that, uh, wasn't uh, that too might shabby. even been a decade ago. That wasn't too shabby. I think that was 05. My, uh, my Ghostbusters wasn't that bad before they came out with the, you know, you could go buy the Ghostbusters costume, which mine was way better than the one you could buy in the store. But what I did was I carried around this Star Wars gun that shot pink uh, silly string. So that would be my Ghostbusters. Oh, like too. the slime, yeah, the slime yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Man, I just fucking read, uh, and I'm not going to go into it um, because it, it it'll get a uh, fucking um, kind of boring. But the guy who played Vigo in Ghostbusters two, the guy in the painting, is or whatever, in Die Hard. He's in Die Hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but his fucking story. If you if you want to if you want to read something interesting, go look this up on the in, on the internet. Apparently, this guy was like a fucking flaming asshole. He was like a boxer in Germany, like a, a semi famous boxer in Germany. And his father was like really famous and like worked out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like there's like uh, he has a sister, but his sister might actually be his daughter because he raped his father's what? girlfriend and all this shit. This nut. I read it the other day. Somebody posted a link to it on um, on facebook and i read about it and i was like stunned by it it's it's really interesting and what is he up to these days he's dead he died in uh 2004 he was older i mean he was he, he, i think he died in his 60s and i was like 10 oh, years ago you know yeah. he died of a uh, prostate cancer i believe oh, okay but apparently he was just like a fucking <laughs> all that fucking yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, he was just like a like nobody liked him. Like even yeah. the dude from um, the producer of, or whatever of Ghostbusters Two in this article. Like I think I think he kind of commented. I don't want to say the, I don't know who it was, but somebody worked on Ghostbusters Two, and he was just like, yeah, he was just like a flaming asshole. Yeah, he seems you know? like a dick anyway. Well, he's Vigo. I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> Vigo was Vigo. a fucking dick. You know, he was a dick. The child, the child. And then out of all the bodies that you get to jump into at the end, you got to go into Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I would be like, God damn it, just put me yeah. back. In the fucking painting. Seriously, at least be fucking Vankman at all of them. Jesus. So I would fucking, I would take uh, Egon? No, uh, Ernie Zedmore? Hudson. Yeah. yeah a, a, a fucking strapping black man. You yeah. get some work done. I guess so. Not the not the dorky Jewish guy, not the fat guy, not the. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess Bill Murray would be okay. Vankman's a goody. That hairline, though. Yeah. I don't know. What was your, what was your best Halloween costume? I can't remember. I think my best Halloween costume, well, I don't know if I could rate it, but you had I had a couple goodies. You I think my favorite one because I did the most work on it um, was the shower. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no. Doubt. I was actually thinking about bringing that back. I was even thinking about bringing that back for tomorrow, but I was like, you know, I'm not really don't. I don't have much income coming in right now, so I don't need to go buy some raw materials. And you know what I mean. <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what I'm being because it doesn't matter. No one's going to hear this until after tomorrow anyway. What are you being? I'm going to be Keith Hernandez. 
Okay. So I got, you know, I, here's the thing. I don't have a lot of money. Um, just dress like a Mets. So I, so I got, I have a Mets jersey. I got a Mets hat. I went and bought a fake mustache. I'm going to throw some uh, flour on the nose to make it look like yeah, I got Coke nose. Yeah, yeah. Smoke a butt. <laughs> and then, good. and then it's twofold because the Mets will be playing in hopefully what isn't their last World Series game tomorrow uh. night. But, but that way I root on my Mets. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm kind, kind of funny fucking costume. Low budge and uh, life is good. See, now that we're talking Halloween, I got two of mine that were actually faves. Do you remember when I was little Nikki? Um, yes, yeah, that was little Nikki was good. That little Nikki was very good. I saw good, a yeah. picture of it the other day, and I uh, I cut the wig myself to be little Nikki, and that was a pretty good job I did on cutting the wig. But that was also an excuse to carry around liquor because you know how he has to get in the flask, bro. <laughs> yeah, the flask I carried it around because it was full of liquor. But then there was another one. That was, was it peach schnapps? There was uh, It's delicious. I had to be something stronger than that. But um, there was another one that was my fave that just blew. That I just uh, lost my uh, lost my train of thought. But um, let's see. If I run down the line super quick, I'm definitely gonna think of it. Oh, this will be interesting for listeners. Uh, what was because? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I need to get that drop. <laughs> little Nicky was a fave, and. Um, Damn, what was the other one? I remember, I, I remember was, Rowdy. That was my Ra- favorite Rowdy, movie. That was. You, Weren't you another wrestler? Were you? Or, no, Kevin no, was Kev, Earthquake. Oh my God, bro! No, Kevin's he, best. I, that, I don't. I don't think you're around for Goldust. You, were you there for Goldust? I wasn't there for. I saw the pics. That was amazing, unbelievable. Amazing. But I don't know. The Earthquake was hilarious. Quick story about that one was. Uh, I was talking to him. When earthquake, he, the wrestler, by the when way. When he was, uh, he wasn't an actual earthquake. He looked exactly like him too. He went all. He, Kevin goes all out on his Halloween, but uh, he was dressed as earthquake. And uh, I was talking to him. He's like, "I'm gonna go get a beer." And he walked away, and it looked like earthquake walking. Away. It was hilarious. And when he came back, I was like, "Man, the way you did that fat ass, that was hilarious. You looked exactly like earthquake." He goes. There's nothing in the ass. That's my ass. And I was like, oh, my man, bro. But the earthquake is great. The, uh, the one we're talking about our friend Kevin, um, uh, who uh, he um, he likes dressing up a lot for Halloween. And his main thing for Halloween that I realized there's a string, there's a, there's a current between all of his Halloween costumes. And what that is, is he likes any excuse to get dressed up in tights. He just wants to wear tights. So <laughs> yeah, it, like yeah, he, he does wrestlers right. a lot because there's tights. He did Gumby one year so he could wear green tights. One year he was a, a fucking duck or some sort of aquatic bird where he wore like <laughs> white tights. And uh, I, I don't know what his thing is, but he he he, he looks for excuses to, to uh, wear tights. Just like you look for excuses to have alcohol involved. Yeah, yeah. He looks for excuses to show off his bulge. Damn man, I can't think of the other the other one I uh, I used that was one of my faves. But another one that I did as an excuse to carry around alcohol because <laughs> they always pop in there was uh, I was um, actually there's no excuse to carry around alcohol. I was uh, Alex from Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. But I couldn't find the right hat, so I ended up looking like Alex. A bowler? What are they called? A bowler hat? It was a bowler hat, but I couldn't find a bowler, and so I looked like. Alex from Clockwork Orange mixed with like, I don't know, not even a cowboy, just like turd wearing a stupid hat. So like no one really knew what I was. <laughs> well, you did the eyelash thing on the I one eye though eyelash, and shit. And you had the yeah. cane and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't wear the cup because, you know, heavy drinking, you don't want to wear a cup. You know what I mean? Well, they wore the cup on the outside though. Even though, man, yeah. you still don't want to rock a cup all night. No, I get it. I really, really wish I could remember this costume because it was definitely a goodie. The one that I the one that I remember that I did that I enjoyed um, 
and it's going to sound a little uh, hypocritical now because we I was busting on Back to the Future the other day. I knew you were going to say, but so I did. That was a really good. Costume. Yeah, I did. I, I did. Doc Brown look good. I had the jumpsuit and the mm-hmm. hair, and I carried mm-hmm. around a Mr. Coffee with a with like green fucking glow sticks. glow sticks in it, like yeah. there's plutonium and no, shit that was like a that. Really good costume. But the the but this the the story behind that. Um, we were at my apartment, uh, and we were going to a bar, and um, it, it was me. Uh, my girlfriend at the time and and two of her friends and um we were drive we were drinking at the apartment we were a little drunk and we were getting in the car and we we're driving to the bar and my friend Tom's driving and I was in the back seat and he gets pulled over and he's nervous because <laughs> he'd been drinking you know what I mean so like it, so uh we're like oh fuck this is a shitty way to to fucking um to start the night you know like and uh he actually the, the cop gets Tom out of the car like he was about to make him walk the line. Wait, what was Tom probably? Tom was uh, Eddie Munster because oh, okay. which is if you knew yeah. what Tom looks like makes sense. He's yeah, got the widow peak and everything like that. Yeah. yeah, Mark was Superman. He was Clark on Superman. I remember that. And mm-hmm. then my my girlfriend um, at the time was the chick from the Alfred Hitchcock the Birds and mm-hmm. she had like birds. Oh, that was a great costume. Yeah, too. I remember cool. that. Yeah, yeah, year. yeah. So um, so uh, Tom's now drunk, pulled over. Uh, the cops making him get out of the car and uh and he and tom's like m- about to walk the line you know like or or in and the cop has his uh flashlight and he's flashing in the back of the car and he and he looks at me and he stops the flashlight i mean i'm like oh fuck and he goes you supposed to be doc brown from back to the future and i was like yeah and he's like get out of the car and i was like what the fuck like how am i gonna get busted for this and then he he was like he was like get out of the car and i i get out and he points at the the uh you know the the fucking um dashboard cam of the car of the cop car he was like wave to that thing right there so i was sitting there like an asshole dressed like doc don't know what's going on holding a co- mr coffee maker of plutonium and i'm fucking waving at the at the front of a cop car or whatever and he's like all right, you guys get back in the fucking car and go. So my my Doc Brown costume got Save Tom out of day. a potential DWI that night. He thought he was intimidating the Libyans. So I, yeah. <laughs> I thought, right, exactly. I actually, uh, I just remembered one of my favorite Halloween costumes. Had nothing to do with liquor, though. But um, I remember uh, one year, an ex-girlfriend of mine, we dressed up like Clarence in Alabama from True Romance. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I it was that. a goodie. It was a goodie. Movie, movie Halloween costumes are always good. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean. When you don't look like the guy, it kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Because well, I don't. Yeah, like, like I don't look anything like Keith Hernandez. Yeah, but you know, you throw the hat on. That's when you just. That's when you just make like a. Uh, you just make it um, like so cartoonish and over the top, and like that's the thing. Like I got a like really big fucking mustache. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's hilarious. I'll throw the coke on the nose, so at least mm. you know that kind of fucking mm. thing. But I mean, how cartoony can you get with Christian Slater? You know what I mean? Well, you got the Elvis glasses and and like right. the and the wingtip fucking shirt, and you know what I mean, right. and all that stuff. Right. And you know, I made my eye bloody after you got his butt kicked. You know what I mean? So that kind of covered it up a little bit. Right. And I got the widow's peak like uh, Christian Slater does, so that helped a little bit. You know what I mean? But I thought it was a good costume. You know. I also. Um one year I went as uh, the Blueberry, um, Michael Showalter's Schallwalt- character from that the state. A I'm a fucking Blueberry! Yeah, it sucks because like, you know, not a lot of people knew who that was, but if you knew what that was, you knew it was hilarious. Yeah, whatever, dude. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to please everybody else. I'm trying yeah, to please right. myself. Uh, one year I went to, uh, to see Social Distortion in Atlantic City. And it was on Halloween. So, you know, you had people dressing up, but the majority of the people didn't because you're going to a concert. But I was like, you know, I'm going to a punk rock show. Let's dress up like punk rock, you know? 
So I dressed up like Gigi Allen, uh-huh. and it was really good. It was the Gigi, you know. Did you do, like, all the uh, gel tats and everything? The what? Did you, like, go shirtless with all the gel tats blazing? No, no. I did the Gigi from uh, from the Geraldo show. So I had the, uh, you know, the scully with the hood. With I'm the, a burning bridge? Yeah. The going bridge, down. The burning bridge. But, you know, I had the stash that, like. You know, started halfway across the lip and down. You know what I mean? I blacked out my teeth. I had the AVs on. I had the scully with the hood up, you know, with the choke around my neck. And everyone just thought I was just some weirdo walking around. And then I'm going up the escalator, and then one cat looks at me and goes, Gigi Allen, you're the man. And that made my day, of course, you know, because one cat knew who I was supposed to be. You know what so. you, you know what you should have done to make everybody know that you're Gigi Allen? What, pissed on somebody? Well, take a shit and start throwing your shit yeah, at everybody. that's what I was going to say. I was like tugging on my one-inch or, dick. Or just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about micro-penises. Gigi Allen had a fucking Whoa, micro-penis. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why he was so angry. Probably. Or started cutting your uh, cutting your, your chest with a razor, mm-hmm. screaming, my skin's like paper. My skin is like piper. My skin's like piper. <laughs> oh, Gigi Allen. Oh, man. The funniest thing about that Gerardo interview is when Gerardo's like, uh, you know, what's the name of some of your songs? And Gigi thinks for a second and he goes, well, we got one called I Love Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Gigi, we we played with the Murder Junkies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's when Dino wanted to use my drum seat, Naked Dino. Right. I was like, you use that drum seat, man, you're keeping it. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, play, we played with the Murder Junkies. Um uh, but we never, unfortunately, got to see uh, Gigi. But here's the thing: like, I don't think I would have enjoyed if I went to go see Gigi Allen live. I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Like, no matter how like like underground and punk rock I think I am or I was, let's say, like I think I still would have been uncomfortable at a Gigi Allen show. I would have been like, right. oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm not dealing. You don't want to get hit shit. with a turd because people always look back at stuff. Um, more more like fondly than when it when it happened. You know what uh, I mean? No doubt, no doubt. Like, uh, I mean, Gigi Allen's extreme. Like, you know, that was almost like just performance art. There wasn't b- very much yeah. musical about it, yeah. it, it, at least in the in the shows themselves. You know, but even like the Ramones, like people like you know, you talk to people that say that they're in the city in the seventies and that they were at G- they were at CBGB's uh, every night or Max's Kansas City every night, and they saw the Ramones and and like they you you make it seem like it was like this giant scene that like all these people were hip to and everything like that. But there wasn't there wasn't I've seen pictures of the Ramones playing CBGB's. There's like five fucking people there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, it, 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 I think people. I, number one, I think that people go back and say that there are places that they weren't a lot, which is fucking nuts. Oh, of course. But then number two, I think people like you know, like like y- you might say, "Oh man, I would love to go back to uh, 1976 and go see the Ramones play at Max's Kansas City." But if you showed up there, it might be you might be like, "Oh man, like yeah. I feel I feel fucking weird here." You're better off watching a local band that sucks because <laughs> I don't think the Ramones are that good. Well, I mean, they ended up being good. They ended up being good. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about the atmosphere, like, like, uh, like, you know, like, like the punk rock thing. Um, it, it we're we're comfortable with that. We grew up playing in punk rock bands and, mm-hmm. and playing in, in sleazy punk rock clubs and shit like that. You know, but uh, it was like a sleazy fucking deal. You know what I mean? Like you were dealing with fucking you know drug addicts and 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 like slime balls and and like shit like that. No you know, doubt, and like. No uh, doubt. 
like so a lot of people a lot of these people who walk around wearing like ramon shirts now and everything like that who think that they might have been comfortable at a ramon show back in the mm-hmm. day i don't know i'm just using the ramones as an example you could plug in anything fucking. well that's a perfect example because people go to target buy ramon shirts and it's disgusting you know, yeah. all they've heard was i want to be sedated and they think it's it's a style you know what i mean they, they're not really ramones fans they just think it's cool Right, exactly. Well, and that's that goes for any old, you know, any band right, for the most part. Right. You know, I never get when, like, when I when I see people wearing a Beatles shirt, like, I fucking love the Beatles. If you're any sort of a musician or any sort of a music lover, you have to like the Beatles. But when I see people wearing a Beatles shirt, I'm always like, why? It's like wearing a Coca Cola shirt. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they sell them at Target. You're yeah. not. You're not. You're not like being like, yeah. Of course, you're. That's like that's like wearing a shirt that says "I breathe oxygen." You they know s- what I mean? They sell Nirvana shirts at Target now, and even the awesome one. Like I, oh, when Nirvana the, uh, first came out, I always wanted that shirt that you had. The uh, with the smiley face. The, the smiley face. I always wanted that. Hor- whatever corporate I mean, rock horror, right? Kitty pet and blah blah blah. Yeah, kitty pet and corporate rock horrors. Of course, they took the lettering. You know those words out and it's just a smiley face with nirvana and i've always wanted that shirt but i'd be damned if i'm buying that shirt from target you know what yeah, i mean right some fucking kurt cobain would be rolling you know he he's rolling in his grave right now if he knew that was fucking happening you seriously know? like uh it, 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 I, and i'm sure you know that has to be a courtney thing because yeah. you know i don't i don't know penny, or chris and penny squeezer whatever but yeah i mean it's it it it, coming from when we when we were coming up and, and Nirvana was like the band or whatever to see that happening now and I'm sure that people feel the same way as you know the the Ramones Ramones obviously uh, and maybe Led Zeppelin maybe the Rolling Stones even though they do seem a little bit more corporate rock but that's just because they've been corporate rock our whole life right like that kind of thing mm-hmm. but it is like a it is kind of a fucking weird thing when you when you see that you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's almost sad. It's almost sad. But I think a band, I think a band just sometimes just gets so big that you really don't even have any fucking control over it. You mm-hmm. know. And also, there's other people that own the rights to that stuff, and they're like, you know, we're gonna make some money off this stuff. And well, here's here's a weird. Okay, so let's take Nirvana. Um, you don't go. You can't go into a Kohl's or or something like that or a Target and see a Pearl Jam shirt, right? But that's but Pearl Jam was just as big as Nirvana was at the very same time, and they're still an active band. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they would never give Cole the right to sell a Pearl Jam shirt, right? And neither yeah. I, I neither they would, don't even give Ticketmaster the right to sell their tickets. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I don't think Kirk Cogan would either. I mean, that's an oh, obvious hell statement. No, you know? I don't know. So who in the the question is who in the Nirvana camp? I, I I have a hard time believing. I don't know, but I have a hard time believing that Grohl would be a part of that. No, no way. Um, no way. I I have a feeling it's Courtney because I I don't know. But who who got the rights to all his stuff? I, I believe it's Courtney, right? Uh, well, Courtney, yeah, she 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 took over the. Yeah. Do you want to hear? Um, we could uh, wrap this episode up with my Courtney Love story. Have I ever told you this before? No, I want to know. Okay, so um, this is very fucking funny. I okay, I was I wasn't here, but I saw a video afterwards. Um, for a while, I worked uh at a guitar store in Manhattan, and um. Uh, it was night. It was nighttime. It was the closing crew. I always worked during the day. I was never there at night, so I missed a lot of cool things. But I also got to be at home with my loved ones, enjoying <laughs> life. And uh, um, so it's now ten, nine or ten o'clock at night. Whenever this store was closing, and uh, Courtney Love shows up with a uh, with like a younger kind of dude, like a kind of attractive, like a uh, Hispanic kind of guy. 
and she's uh, she's she's knocking on the door. The door's already locked, and she's knocking on the door, and she's like, I just want to come in. I just want to come in. I just want to buy my friend a guitar. You know, we're just going to get out of here. So everybody's like, okay, you know, it's Courtney Love. Yeah, yeah. Let's let her in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they let Courtney in, and her and her friend, her little man toy friend, <laughs> are... Um, are playing around on the, uh, you know, on her guitars. And she's, and, and everybody who was there tells me that she's just looped out of her fucking mind. Of like course. she's just acting like a maniac. She's like, she's going up and talking to people and acting weird and all this shit. Now at this guitar store, they had, um, they had, uh, uh, concerts always playing on the television. They had a couple televisions around and they always had concerts on. The concert that they happened to be playing that week happened to be a Foo Fighters concert, right? So she's she's like fucking around and then she slowly realizes that the Foo Fighters are playing on TV and she loses her mind, right? So she starts screaming like, that motherfucker takes food out of my daughter's fucking oh, mouth. Like, like pointing at Dave Grohl and the fucking thing. Freaking out. Um, then, uh, fucking gets down, is now down on the floor, right? And is pounding on the floor, screaming, screaming like, uh. why are you motherfuckers doing to this? Me, You put this on, you put this on the video just to fucking do this to me. Uh. How could you fucking do this? This guy takes fucking, uh, food out of my daughter's mouth. She's, she, the video that I saw. It's like, no, bitch, the heroine's taking the food out of your uh, daughter's mouth. Right. Number one, no one's <laughs> yeah. taking food out of your daughter's mouth. You fucking, yeah. she has the Kurt Cobain inheritance. Right. But, uh, but, and, and the video that I saw is Courtney Love. Um, on the counter, uh, like where the registers are and everything, slamming her fucking, uh, like wow. screaming. Now, here's the best part, though. So they're like, nobody knows what to do. It, everyone's like kind of like laughing, but at the same time being like, oh, man, Courtney loves throwing a fucking hissy yeah. fit in her store. Her fucking little boy toy is like picking out a, a, an expensive guitar or whatever. <laughs> so she goes, she's like, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I guess somebody, one of the managers went and shut the video off. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just got to go outside and smoke a cigarette. And then uh, we'll come back in and we'll buy the guitar and we'll be out of here. And they're like, all right, fine. So they let her outside on onto the, the streets of Manhattan. And she's outside smoking a cigarette, like collecting her calm or whatever. Now... This store uh, also had in-house music that they would play, you know. So they had they actually had a radio station. It, it was a corporate store. They had a, they had a, a radio station um, that they would just play music or whatever. So she comes back in. Now the video is off. She comes back in. She smoked her cigarette. She's calm. Her boy toy has picked out a guitar, and she's actually <laughs> she's actually talking fucking calmly and saying like, "Listen, I'm sorry for that. You know what I mean? It just it's a it's a raw subject for me. I, I don't like seeing that guy's face and all this stuff, right?" While she's saying that, over the fucking speakers comes on, in bloom from Nirvana, right? And then she fucking loses her mind again. She's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" And starts freaking out. And pounding the oh, fucking I thing hope again. someone popped that on on purpose. No, it, it, that's the funny part about it is that there was no way to control that. That music actually got pumped in from uh-huh, corporate, man. so it it just was like the greatest coincidence of all time. Wow, that is sweet. I don't think I had the video anymore. A buddy of mine who who worked there at the time, he recorded it on his cell phone and then uh, and then sent it. That's yeah. got to be pure jealousy because Dave Grohl's got to be one of the most talented musicians out there right now. To go from the drummer of Nirvana to to the lead man of Foo Fighters, like good for you, Dave Grohl. When I number one, I didn't realize that the Foo Fighters were around. he he started the Foo Fighters 
so quickly after Nirvana was over right. that like sometimes I feel like the Foo Fighters are still a, a like a, a semi fucking um, new band, but they're like already almost eligible for the Rock and Roll of Fame. They've been yeah. around for like twenty Since years, ninety four, man. Yeah, which is fucking nuts. Yeah, and then um and then when you look back at if you were to watch like Live and Loud, which if if nobody knows was that uh that um. No, Live and Loud was the New, Year, New Year's Eve thing, right? Yeah, ninety three to ninety four. But they no, did, no, they did the documentary yeah. that that right, like right. tour Nin- documentary. If you were to watch Nin- the footage of that and see Dave Grohl, it doesn't even look like the same fucking person. He, he was, was a kid. so fucking young yeah. when he was playing drums in that I, band. I, I think he was still a teen, right, or at least twenty. He had to be early twenty. Yeah, early twenty. But dude, that's the video right there that made me a drummer. That's it. That's the video that taught me the drums. <laughs> the New Year's Eve one. The right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pop that baby in and just copied his motions. Because when I saw him play those drums, I said, that's exactly what I want to yeah. do. You got to give the guy credit, man. And, and, and everybody fucking loves him. And he only gets more and more beloved as time goes on, you know. And, right. And I think it all, it, it does all, like, like, I normally try to see through that shit. Like, if there's somebody that the whole country loves, like, I, I right away am like, all right, should I like this guy? Or is he just, like, pulling the wool over everybody's eyes? But as far as I could tell with Dave Grohl, man, he just seems like a genuine ass dude. Yeah. Um, and, and, and one of the reasons that everybody likes him so much is that and whether you like his music or not, I don't like every Foo Fighter songs. I like some of them are cool. Yeah, yeah, some of yeah. them aren't, you know. Um, the, I, Especially I, that first CD is kind of on and off, on and off. Well, there's the, the, to be honest, the Foo Fighters are nowhere near a, a favorite band of mine. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. uh, like, um, but they write some sweet tunes, man. Yeah, no, some of them are good. You yeah. know, I wouldn't put them in. Uh, they don't mean as much to me as Nirvana does. Oh hell you no, know? hell no. But but that's what I'm saying. Like he he just you know he's he's willing to hang out with the funny guys. He's willing to do like the tenacious D thing. Yeah, he's willing yeah. to like have beers with his fucking fans. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that shit. So I don't know. Uh, he's a great guy. I love Dave Grohl. I do too. He's he's my inspiration. You know what I he's mean. He's still your drumming after. Okay, so Dave Grohl started you on drums. Who mm-hmm. who would you say after that? If you're to take Dave well, Grohl out, who's your second guy that that made you a drummer? I moved on to Trey Cool. You know what I mean? Okay. Dave Grohl taught me how to hit the shit out of those things, and Trey Cool taught me showmanship. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I get that. Yeah. So I, you know what I mean? Like Dave Grohl taught me how to break my cymbals every two shows. Which and, you were always good at. Yeah, thank you. I remember one time you hit a, hit your cymbal so hard that the cymbal stand broke. Yeah. But not even, not <laughs> at a joint, not at a screwed in joint, like the metal of the, the fucking, <laughs> the, like the metal arm cracked in half as if you were to take like a fucking lightsaber and just like, or, or like <laughs> a, or like a, uh, like a weld, a welder and like slice through it. Like that it was, was like my goal, man. That was my goal. Was and, to break a, a and, boom stand? Well, not to break the boom stand, but just to hit, hit those things things man and whenever i see a drummer tap 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 it kills me kills me unless of course they got skills beyond skills right but if you're just playing the drums and you're barely hitting those things it's like come on hit them yeah but i just love smashing because dave Grohl played with his drumsticks backwards believe it or not yeah no i remember he would, that. He would hit with the handle part so i mean I, I wouldn't do that that's a little extreme but you know well, didn't it, it, don't drums. they make and this isn't interesting at all but don't they make drumsticks that with no tip that are just like a just yeah. like a giant fucking yeah right yes, so it's like the, this h side is the same thing yeah yes they do but you know what i mean like he taught me to hit those things and you know that's that's what i do and then you know i learned my showmanship from trey cool because he's hilarious i mean i wouldn't take it quite to his level because he's pretty much like 
you know, he's a comedian on the drums. I mean, don't get me wrong. The man's got perfect, perfect metronome timing. You know what I mean? But Yeah, you think? I don't know. Trey Cool? Yeah. Take a listen. The man's got perfect timing. Okay, I believe it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, plus his showmanship's hilarious. He's fun to watch. You know, so well that was part of Green Day, especially when they were coming up. That was like kind of their as part of their allure was like he was like a cartoon character. Yeah, like there was that whole story before the, before like uh, when when they were still touring around or like on Gilman Street in the bookmobile or yeah. when he like he slept with the in the with the dogs and drank yeah. the dog milk in the morning. Yeah. And he was uh, and I remember like he was like uh, always into gangster rap music. That was yeah. like, a big thing. Yeah, his. he was. He yeah. was. Well, you know that helps. You know what I mean? Like. I, I don't want to get on the topic of us, but you know what I mean. If you if you pop in, you know some of our music, you'll hear some hip hop beats. Oh, I love hip hop. Yeah. After punk rock music, hip hop music is mm-hmm. is definitely my favorite music. You know, believe it or not, you pop in uh, Soundwaves and Sunsets. Check out track two. Okay, Soundwaves and Sunsets was our our, our one of our band's albums. Yeah, sorry so, about that. Yeah. What but, what is track two? Uh, the Waiting Dance. Oh, I wrote that song. Yep. Is there hip hop in there? Uh, just check out the verses. That's a to me to me personally. It's a hip hop beat. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. You like, the, I mean? yeah, the the, te- the tempo and everything. The tempo, you know, even you know the hits, the the um, you know the bass drum. I always, there. I always hate when fucking. Like again, I I worked uh for a long time selling guitars, high end guitars and stuff like that. So you dealt with like a lot of uh, a lot of like um. You know these older business guys who are like are wealthy now, and they and they they like play guitar for sport, but they're not very good at it, and and they're all Eric Clapton fans and Led Zeppelin fans and all that, and which is fine. I'm not saying anything bad about that, mm-hmm. but but I can't tell you how many times working in that business I've heard people be like, "Oh man," and they think that I'm going to agree because I'm a guitar player who's who's you know s- explaining to them these these vintage instruments and stuff like that, and they're just like, "Oh, I can't I can't stand that that fucking." rap shit is so fucking horrible and i'm always like well then they don't get it then you're not like how could you call yourself a music fan they don't get it and not like hip-hop i mean they they might be referring to what's on the radio today because you know like me i well no i'm even talking 10 years ago when hip-hop was still okay right like i i love hip-hop i love rap i can't listen to what's going on right now i'm i'm more of a 90s yeah, well, that's also our age. I mean, mm. whether you want to fight it or not, like it, it, it does happen to everybody. There's very few people in this world who could just keep up with the new music way throughout their whole life, and there are some people that do that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're gonna revert back to your your glory time, right. which is normally right around the time like high school, early college, and stuff like that. But, yeah. I agree with you. I think that '90s hip hop and early 2000s hip hop is worlds above what's going on right, right. now. I would not. It's not like I don't give it a try. I right. give it a try. But we also might not understand it because we we're not in that demographic anymore. That's right. not the music isn't made for us right. anymore. You know what I mean? Like Tribe Called Quest and uh Public Enemy mm-hmm. and all the bands that I love, uh they they were all they were they were made specifically for us. That was for our our age group and our right. generation. Right. So of course we're gonna we're gonna, you know, fall back on that. And moment. not only that, but I also feel that, you know, that early nineties to mid nineties hip hop a lot of their beats, they use actual instruments. Well, that's all. Yeah, right. You know, the, I, I can't find a real instrument in any rap song now. It's, you know, the buttons, the, right. the computers, you know. But if you listen to the Wu-Tang Clan, if you listen to the Notorious B.I.G., you hear piano, you hear guitar, you right. hear bass. It's more musical, you know? for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm 
Speaking of fucking fly hip hop songs, that's right. Actually, this isn't. This is probably more um, R and B. I'd say. I guess. I guess. But man, am I tickling those ivories? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that you played. You played keyboard. So you did everything in the song except. Uh, that's a drum machine. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, right. Yeah. I, I wrote that song on piano probably months before I wrote these lyrics. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I wrote this on piano, and then I wrote the lyrics, and we made it a tune. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Awkward High Five Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go to awkwardhighfivepodcast at gmail.com if you want to drop us an email. And also, um, if you want to give us a phone call, which nobody has besides our, our initial suck a bag of dicks call. Um, <laughs> But, We're still uh, working on that. Too. Yeah, and people are just starting to hear this right now. But hopefully, people call because we want to we want to talk to you or at least talk about your subject. And um, it's a six zero seven three one nine a high five. That's six zero seven three one nine a h i five. If you want to leave us a message, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.